Welcome back to Pace Immigration, paceimmigration.com, talking with our travel expert, Judith Coates from the Travel Agent Next Door. Judith, good to see you. Nice to see you, Sean. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, you bet. Judith, of course, Air Canada expert, Circle of Excellence, National Geographic Journey Specialist, all-around travel expert. We like to have her on to explain to our clients and colleagues exactly what's going on in the world of travel because things are fairly upside down most of the time these days. So, Judith, a lot of the clients that are coming in uh, to Canada are going to the uh, Canada website and looking at this checklist that they have there on things they have to do before they arrive in Canada. Looks like a daunting list. We're going to go through it together. Thank you very much. And we'll start with number one on that checklist, which is pre-entry test results. What's this mean? So you need to have uh, proof of a negative PCR test. And uh, a PCR test can take anywhere from 24 to 48 hours for results. So that's why Canada asks you to take that test within 72 hours of arriving. Uh, or actually, it's within 72 hours of your scheduled departure time of your flight. Or if you're driving in, it's 72 hours of your scheduled time to cross the border. Number two, arrive can receipt with letter I, V, or A beside the vaccinated traveler's name. The arrive can app, people have had some problems with it. I know there were some stories about glitches in it. Uh, the, the short story is that everyone has to download arrive can onto their phone and use it. And then they have to show these letters. What's all this about? Yeah, so basically you don't have to worry about the letters because it's going to have, it's going to automatically put the letter beside your name. It's uh, just to do with whether you're vaccinated or not, or if you're exempt from vaccination. So you're going to go, uh, first you're going to find that Arrive Can app on the Google Play or um, iTunes store or uh, iPhone store. And then you're going to um, upload it. And when you register, you're going to put in all your details, your uh, contact information, and it's going to also um, ask you for your vaccination status. And when you put that in, it's going to actually ask you what type of vaccine you had. So depending on the what you uh, choose, it's going to give you a letter. So the only way that it would not give you a proper letter is if you're not vaccinated, because every person coming into Canada has to be fully vaccinated. Okay. Number three, proof of vaccination that was uploaded into a RiveCan. We pretty much co covered that, except here we also have original or paper copy. What's this about? Yes. You need to make sure that you have a copy somewhere. So either you need to have your a paper copy or what I like to tell my clients is uh, make sure you take a, a good photo of it and or some kind of a, a scan it and and turn it into a pdf but save that in a folder so if you do take a photo create an album in your photos that says travel documents and then you've got it right there because uh, sometimes people will save it online but what happens if uh, there's no data or you have a bad internet connection or if you, your battery dies or whatever. So make sure that you've got it saved somewhere else and a paper copy is always great for backup too. Okay. Number four, have a quarantine plan in case of positive results. This one's kind of tricky. It is. That does kind of throw people, but before you, when you get to Canada Border Services, when they interview you, they're going to ask you some questions. And one of the questions is going to be, do you have a quarantine plan in place? And that the reason they ask that question is because you might be selected, even though you had a negative PCR test to get into Canada, you may be selected for random testing. And if that test result is positive, then you're going to need to quarantine. So they want to find out ahead of time before you even go for that random that. Uh, test. Um, they want to find out if 
you uh, have a plan in place. And, and the plan just needs to show that, um, say if you're gonna be staying with a relative or uh, your company has set you up somewhere, you have to show that you, you can, you have uh, facilities to stay in and you have kitchen and bathroom facilities that nobody else is gonna be sharing with you and that you're not gonna have contact with anyone. And you need to be able to show that you uh, you won't be having to go out for groceries or anything like that. So you can have them ordered in. So they just want to make sure that you've got that plan in place. And actually on the Arrive Can app, it does ask you about that. So you're kind of warned ahead of time that, that you're, you need to have that plan. What about all the stuff we've heard, you know, frankly, some horror stories in the press about quarantine hotels and things like this? Yeah, so so Canada did have a time when we they were sending people to quarantine hotels if they did test positive, but that was before they had the rule about uh, fully vaccinated travelers coming in. Okay. So they did do away with that. They don't have uh, uh, quarantine hotels anymore. However, if you are showing symptoms and you do get sent for ra random testing, uh, there's a and you say that you don't have a quarantine plan. There's a possibility that they might put send you to a quarantine facility. So you really do need to to make sure you you have a plan that you can just tell them about. You don't have to have anything in writing. You don't have to prove what the address is or anything. But just say yes, I do have a plan, and they might ask you some more questions about it. But just make sure you have a plan in place. Yeah, sounds very important to avoid okay. some trouble. Uh, number five, travel document entered into ArriveCan. Example, the passport. Most people, I guess this is a passport being uploaded to ArriveCan. Yes, so they're going to ask you to take a photo of your passport, a legible photo. And then um, if if the photo isn't legible, they'll just ask you to uh, enter all the information in. And then you're also going to uh, have to upload your proof of vaccination into the ArriveCan app. Excellent. Okay. Uh, number six, air travelers register in advance for arrival testing. What's this about? Yeah. So if you do get selected for random testing, and I would say right now it's about between 50 and 70% of all travelers coming into airports in Canada get selected. I'm not sure what the percentage is at land borders, but if you get selected for random testing, um, it, you can make it a lot quicker if you register in advance for the for uh, with the company that's administering the test. So on the website, the, the travel.gc.ca website that you've talked about, there actually is a link to find out the name of the company that's administering the test. There's three companies in Canada. One's Switch Health, one is Dynacare, and one is Life Labs. And you just look up your airport and it'll tell you what the company is and it'll give you a link to it. And if you pre-register, you're just going to be creating account. an account is all you're doing, but it will give you a QR code. And if you are selected for random testing, then you can just show that QR code and say, I'm registered already, and they will send you right to the testing. If you aren't registered yet, you'll be in a lineup and they'll just say, register on your phone while you're in the lineup. So it really saves a lot of hassle. And if you end up not getting selected, then you know you haven't really wasted any time, but it really does help if you are selected. Yeah, and I think you were mentioning to me before we got on the air that uh, you were pulled aside for the random testing and you went through this experience. Yeah, I, I actually have been a few times. And okay. uh, it's very, it, it moves really quick, even if you are in the lineup it moves really quick. It's just very stressful when you've got all your luggage and you've got your documents in your hand and you're trying to madly to register when you're in the line. So it's really, uh, it, it just eliminates a little bit of stress if you pre-register. But it, it doesn't go, uh, it, it goes quite quickly. I think the longest I've ever had to wait from the time I deplaned until the time I got tested and left the terminal was 90 minutes. 
Sometimes it's been an hour, but it's never been more than 90 minutes. Okay. So I guess the bottom line is always, as always, be prepared. That's right. And if you do, like nowadays, airports aren't allowing anyone who's not a traveler to come in. So if you have somebody picking you up, uh, you need to make sure that you're in constant contact with them to tell you where you to tell them where you are in the process so that uh, they'll know when to come to the terminal uh, and you're when you're going to be exiting the building because they're not allowed to just come and sit in front of the terminal and wait for you. They have to wait in a, a special parking lot. And then once you're ready to exit, then then uh, tell them and uh, they'll be able to just zip right up and get you. Solid advice. Thanks a lot, Judith. That's Judith Coates, travel advisor with the travel agent next door. You can reach her at jcoates at the travel agentnextdoor.com. Judith, uh, when they change the rules on us again, we'll have you back on and you can let us know what's happening. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's soon. <laughs> All right. Have a great trip. We'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Sean. Good talking to you.